Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. All right, everyone. So how are you today? Good. I'm glad you're here. Again, my name is Keith. If we haven't met, it's a privilege to serve on the Dream Team at Blaze Church. And today it is my privilege and my honor to introduce Pastor Labuto. He comes all the way from Kitwe, Zambia. He is going to bless us. He's going to encourage us. Would you stand to your feet and just welcome him this morning as he comes up? We thank you, Pastor Labuto, for joining us today. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand, somebody. I said, give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, hallelujah. I said, somebody shout, hallelujah. God bless you. you may be seated. I've just begun. I'm going to provoke you. My job is to annoy anyone that is lukewarm <laughs> but uh, to begin with uh, just a few pictures of what we're doing we are really uh, spreading the aroma of the book of acts that's my name Lubuto Nsofu the first name Lubuto simply means light the last name Nsofu simply means elephant so I am a very a lighted elephant <laughs> Beth Adonairi just simply means the house of the Lord our shepherd that's we couldn't find a simpler name like Blaze. <laughs> uh, somebody asks me all the time. Next slide, please. When I raise my finger, just, I'm married. I've got a beautiful wife, Dorcas. She couldn't come. She's doing a little study. Uh, but uh, we are doing uh, work to train and teach other people. And uh, this was our first graduation of a two-year Bible college. And uh, we train them. I'm a practical theologian, so everything is practical. Uh, we teach them how to plant trees so that after they have toiled, 21-year-old by 35, he can look after himself because he has a plantation. Uh, he's not waiting for your offerings and tithes. Some of you that don't pay your tithes and offerings trying to starve us, we have a plan. <laughs> And uh, we do water, we reticulate, we try to provide water in schools, churches, and markets. And that's one of the projects, and we commission them. We name them after um, whoever has donated uh, for that well. And this is uh, one that we did. There's a name from one member from another church. This well is, has been a blessing to so many people. This one we just did this year. And there were three streams found coming from underneath the altar of that church building. Supernatural. We, we, we could, that's another sermon. But um, we work, we, I collaborate with the high and low, the chiefs and uh, whoever. And this time that was one of the royal highnesses that I dealt with. And he gave us a huge plot of land because of what we are impacting in his community. So he gave us a huge plot of land. I met with the mayor. The mayor, before she was elected, I laid hands on her, and she is now the mayor. So she called us out for a short meeting, and that's uh, me there with her. Um, um, a few few uh, months ago, the 
vice president of the country was in our came to city Kitu and asked for me to pray for her. Um, when I stepped out to pray, the, the, the secret service came with their chairs to make sure she sat down and I prayed for her. And she said, I'm kneeling before the servant of God. I don't want that chair. And then they all came whispering to me and said, please, please, no laying on of hands. She's going to topple over. <laughs> and I can tell you there was a strong presence of God and she would have toppled over. Um, just a few uh, weeks ago, we had the Grand Chief from Canada, from Canada, and all the chiefs from all over Zambia and Africa. We had about 32 kings and chiefs and leaders. Traditional. The impact is for us to reach every authority and power, including the Pharaoh of Egypt was there. Um, that. Watch that little shack at the back there, that, that, that little building there. That's in 2020. That picture was taken in 2020. And that's me preaching from that little uh, building. The one, the guy in the white, is actually was one of my pastors. He passed away just recently. He was blind. But he was a better blind man than some of the sighted pastors that I've met. He is visionary. He actually said, Pastor, I walk by faith, not by sight. <laughs> and uh, he did those blocks of bricks. And I ended up uh, sponsoring all the cement and the technical know-how. And they built up to the roof level. And Blaze Church sponsored that roof over there. So now they have a place to meet. And we are training leaders. Some of those are illiterate. Some of them have never been to school, but how many have noticed that when you get married, you are a leader of a home, whether illiterate or not, you are a leader. So we take leadership from whatever level and we raise them. The only thing we do is put them in fives. One knows English, one knows the, the local language. The others doesn't matter whether they know it or have never even opened a book. But they pass an exam that I set as a group no one fails. Every leader is a leader. And that's how we train those. We have training programs. We give them Bibles. We give even the illiterate a Bible so that somebody can read it to them. They own it. Somebody read it. And so we have great leaders. They're, that's your roof, Blaze Church. And for the first time, they have running water in that area. Um, that area has no running water have just got pit latrines. Now we have such an impact. The school that has pit latrines, secondary school that has pit latrines, is asking the church to provide water, and we have the water. We do all kinds of outreaches. I go to the villages, whether it's 20 or 30 people, or this time we had 20,000 people, and the witch got saved, transformed. His neighborhood was changed and he started to direct everyone that came to him to the church. I met, I met uh, uh, my, my spiritual mentor is Reinhard Bonke. That's me there when he welcomed him to the airport, took him to the hotel room. And then this, this year, his son came into town and I met him. So I was saying, well, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But he's a great man. And we had over 95,000 people in just the crusade 
the day before I left for the USA, I was exhausted, uh, but I was so fulfilled. I, 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 after the service, I went, I was heading to the airport, and one of the members was telling me, he said, Pastor, last night, one little girl was brought to the crusade. She was blind and needed to be healed, but she never got healed. But on the way back home, she told her mom, 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 put me down. She says, why? She says, I can see the road you are walking on. <laughs> so miracles, signs and wonders follow us. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and of course, this gospel must be preached. I preach everywhere. Um, uh, I, I preached during COVID times. I was preaching over bridges. I was preaching over donkeys. I was preaching over rail lines. I was preaching over beacons. I was, I, <laughs> I, I remember Scott Silverberg. I think he's here. He comes here. He called me when I was, I had a breakdown. He said, where are you? I said, I'm in the middle of the bush and I'm <laughs> cars broken down. But uh, I am everywhere and that's uh, our ministry and uh, uh, you can always, if you could forward this, I don't know how you do it, you, like dot com or something. <laughs> Let's turn to the word of God quickly. I only have a few minutes, I understand, but I preach the everlasting gospel. All right. Hallelujah. The book of James, the epistle of James. The Hebrews would call it Jacob or Yahakov. The Bible says, James, the servant of God, and uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. Very interesting story that we are going to look at scattered abroad and he greets them. They were scattered if you find um, the historical context in which we are looking at we are looking at um, a situation where Stephen had just been stoned um, this is about the year 34 to 35 and um he had been stoned so that the, the believers were scattered all over. They were running. They didn't know what to do uh, in the circumstance. How do I know that? If you look at the book of Acts, I won't, some of these verses are not there. I, I just add them as I go, if you allow me. Uh, you theologians like to be so precise. Well, I didn't put out the slide on that one. <laughs> Listen, leave me alone. 11 verse, um, verse 19, Acts 11 verse 19, look at this, it, it says, now those scattered because of the persecution that happened in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Judeans. In other words, particular believers were scattered. You can find this also in the book of uh, First uh, Peter, First Peter chapter um, two and verse nine. Just to give you a little context, I haven't started preaching yet. 
First Peter chapter two. And verse 9, the Bible here says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, holy nation, a people of God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The interesting thing about that particular book, if you go to verse 1 of chapter 1, Peter, an emissary of Messiah Yeshua to the sojourners of the diaspora, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, chosen. So we are looking at a group that had been scattered abroad and James is writing to them. The thing is, what we find in the book of James is he's addressing people that are disoriented, confused. They don't know what to do with themselves under in, intense pressure and temptations. In temptations, we have history. We have a lot of history about temptations. Samson, we find this, uh, um, he, he has uh, his own temptations. He fell and he only pleaded under, in Judges 16, 28, he pleads to God, Lord, give me this one last time. In other words, he came back because he did some incredible stuff. Some temptation, we have to listen to me. When you fall, don't quit. Don't resign. You can come back. You lost your eyes. You can get some revenge back to your works. David. Psalms 51 and uh, verse uh, uh, 1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your great mercy. David is loved of God. In fact, the Bible says, uh, Sweet psalmist of Israel. Why did God love him so much? The question with David is that he was quick to repent. Some of us quit. We don't want to repent. We want to find excuse. Well, I'm not the only sinner. <laughs> I'm not the one who listen to me. It's not about when you read that psalm, David doesn't accuse anyone. He says, It's me. And you are right when you judge me. It's me, Lord. It's not my mother, it's not my mother-in-law. Come on. Don't blame somebody. When you sin, you sin. And let me tell you, temptation doesn't mean it's sin. Temptation is everybody goes through temptation. Some of you were tempted to have a hamburger right now. <laughs> we find Joseph. I, I had, a, I think, the verse that I had in the next example. It's Joseph. Joseph, Genesis 39. Joseph held his own under intense temptation. Oh, come on. You know I'm talking about you, brothers. A lady whoop, walks up to you. More powerful woman. Temptation. But he held his own. Daniel, when you look at the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Daniel stood his, I mean, Daniel and his, his brothers. Look at Daniel 1.8. They purposed, under temptation, purpose. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Purpose in your mind. I'm not going to eat this stuff. That's what Daniel said. We shall not eat your pork and your loin steak. We will serve ourselves with beans. They just made up their mind. Temptation, you have to make a declaration to yourself. And of course, we have Jesus in Hebrews chapter 5, who under whatever circumstances did not succumb to any temptation. What I am trying to share with you is really going to look at it from the book of Psalms 116. Because during your temptation, you are asking the same question that Psalmist is asking. What shall I render unto the Lord? During your times of trial, because Psalm 116 is really going through, that guy went through a lot, much more than you can think. Psalm 116 verse 12 says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all he has done? Because you have come this far, despite your temptation, despite your problem, despite your circumstances or situation, you have come to some degree. Others have died off. Others didn't make it. Others haven't got the voice to voice out for asking for forgiveness. He is asking, what shall I render unto the Lord for all he has done? I have three things that I want us to look at. Three things that the psalmist seems to share with us. And we can copy some of those things. We can learn and apply them to ourselves. No matter what temptation, what situation or circumstance you're in, there must be a way forward. Number one, he says, I will lift up. He says, I will lift up the cup of salvation. One of the things that most believers fail to realize is that you must acknowledge salvation at all costs in your circumstance, in your situation, whether you are down or up, whether you are awake or sleeping, there must be an acknowledgement of your salvation. One night my wife woke me up and said, hey, 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 wake up, wake up. Woke up, I said, what's wrong? Says, you are speaking to yourself in your sleep. I said, what was I saying? You are saying in the name of Jesus. I said, and you woke me up? I was busy. <laughs> I was busy. I don't know who I was casting out or praying for or demons chasing in the night. Listen to me. Acknowledge your salvation. The cup of salvation is that little cup that you have remembering that the Lord Jesus died for you. Remember that you are born again. That little cup that you have when you're having Holy Communion, that cup cleanses you from sin. You remember that cup that delivers you. That cup with the blood of Jesus that cleanses you and wipes away all your sin. Lift up the cup of salvation. Make sure there is a declaration. I am born of the water. I am born of the spirit. I am washed by the blood of the lamb. For without the washing of, of, the, of your sin by the blood, there is no remission of your sin. 
Oh, hallelujah. Take note. The Bible secondly says, cry out. He says, cry out. And look at the second part of that. He says, the voice before the Lord must be heard. The voice before the Lord must be, most of us as believers, we, we, we too quiet. We too quiet. We, I don't know why we think it's cool. But Psalmist David says, I will call on the name of the Lord. Make a noise, somebody. Make a noise joyfully wherever you are. Come on, don't let somebody. So, so many people are making noise. They're talking. They talk politics. They talk uh, uh, this and that, uh, LKGBQ, whatever. But you are quiet. Come on, speak up, somebody. Talk about the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. The name of the Lord is worthy to be proclaimed. The psalmist says, I will talk of thy goodness, of thy works, of thy acts, O God, in the midst of the congregation and out there. Talk. Listen to me, this particular verse. You intercessors, make sure you mention Jesus. Make sure you talk, announce. I like the word that the Bible actually says. Look at this verse, verse 13. I'll lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of Adonai. Call. Doesn't say whisper. It says call. Doesn't say talk. It says call. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye people, shout unto God. That's the purpose that we must establish when we're going through temptation. Your cup must be heard. Your voice must be heard. Secondly, I'm running. You only give me 30 minutes. Uh, listen to me. I, I, I'll give you what you want according to your faith. Secondly, the Bible says, look at uh, 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 the, the, the second place where I get my verse uh, 14. The Bible says, I will fulfill my vows to Adonai. I will fulfill my vows. Fulfill your vows. Are you hearing me, Blaze Church? Fulfill your promise. There are too many people that make promises but don't know how to fulfill. That is why temptation becomes overwhelming. Because you haven't fulfilled. Your vows bind you to yourself. I will fulfill my vows. I like this because I, I find about uh, three, th four things in this particular verse from verse 14 to verse 16. Number one, he says, I will fulfill my vows in the presence of people. Don't vow to animals and dogs and cats. Vow here. Listen to me. You come to Pastor Keith, with your little ring, you, this little thing is nothing. It's just a piece of wealth somewhere. But it reminds you of your vow. Vow in the presence. Have you noticed that we do this in the presence? I will love you all the time. I will love you all the time. I will be faithful. I will be faithful. Vow. Oh, are you hearing me? Are you, you must make a vow in the midst of the people. 
Listen to me. There are many people that make vows when things are tough. And this time, James is talking to people that are going through things. Tough times. Make a <laughs> During tough times, we make vows that we sometimes don't know how to keep. There are so many people that are, Pastor, trust me, my tithe is coming. I've got a big, big one coming. My returns are coming. And we make those vows. When it comes, well, Pastor, I, I don't know. Or sometimes you just go silent. You just turn your phone on, off. During tough times, people sometimes make vows. I've had so many people vow to me during COVID. They, were, they thought they were dying. <laughs> and I said, no, you're not dying, Pastor. You don't know how I feel. I'm dying. Take me seriously. Make sure this, that, that is done when, I, when I'm gone. I said, you're not dying. When they, when they were healed, I said, um, the vows you made. Some of us go through so much intense, oh, come on, every one of you that has got a girlfriend or wife or whatever, you go through so much intense, you're under so much pressure, you really wished, um, Dorothy, I'm, I'm going to love you, I'm going to care for you. I'm gonna. There, there are so many silly songs that I keep on hearing, I can move a mountain when your hand is in my hand. You haven't even moved an anthill. Oh, come on. It's your emotions that are causing you to say what you're saying. We make vows to people. But listen to me. Why I'm saying that is because so, some of those love things are usually done under shady lights and colorful lights and glitter and stuff like that. Come here in the presence of people. Come on, pastor, this is my... I tell members of my church, especially the girls, I say, if anybody comes to you and say, I want you for my wife, make sure you let me know. Don't do it in the back room, back there alone, in the quiet of uh, the donkey crowd or the barn or something. Come in the people, amongst the people. Make your vows right here. Come before Pastor Keith and say, Pastor... Next week, I'm bringing my tithe. And guess what? All of us hold you to account because we'll say amen. We will. It's very easy to do something shady and not keep the vow. But once you do it in the midst of the people, in the presence, read that verse, presence of all who? His people. Look at the second aspect here. He says, in the presence of saints, verse 16. Kiddoshim, as the Hebrews would call them. Kiddoshim. The, 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 the saints. I don't know how you define them. But the Catholic think the saints are dead. So I take it that way. Jesus, God is saying in the death of his saints, his saints are dead, but we still vow. How many of you have got a lost relative and you are with them? I promise you, Dad. I'm 
I'm going to join a church. I'm going to quit drugs. Dad, I promise you. <laughs> Once your tears are gone, hey, you promised in the midst of those dead people. Notice the precious sight. The Bible says precious in the sight of the Lord. The Lord is happy with their going. Who are you to disparage their death? Are you, are you hearing me? You disparage their death by not fulfilling your vows. Oh, Lord, have mercy. There's such a silence here. I feel like somebody's picked up a stone or something to stone me. You can go ahead and say, ouch. <laughs> but look at this. Even those who are dead have left a will. Some of them say, use my money to help the poor. Use my money for the sake of the church. Use my money for the sake of the grandchildren. Use my resources. They are dead, but they are still speaking. Precious. They are precious. Are you hearing me? They are not just dead. They are precious in the sight of the Lord. Oh, Lord God, I wish I could say more. But look at this, the same verse. The Bible says, in the presence of thy servant. Thy servant. I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thy handmaid. Thy servant, thy servant. Somebody say thy servant. Each one of you that is an employee, you are a servant of someone. Each one of you that is working for somebody, you are serving them. The word servant sounds, but you are serving. It's so easy to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, I'll make my application. Yes, sir, yes, sir, I will. Thank you for the salary. Thank you for uh, the promise of this salary. Thank you, sir. What time? 7.30? I'll be on time, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, uniform? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I, I'll make sure I'm in my uniform. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, kind to my, yes sir, everything. But once you get the job, you forget your 7.30 promise. You are late. You are obnoxious to your neighbors, to your workmates. You are khaki. You don't care. You vowed when you got the job. You are a servant. And then you want your terminal benefits. Listen to me, no employer pays you terminal benefits when you have abrogated the, the agreement, the vow. So many people come to me, Pastor, I want miracles, I want signs and wonders to work in my Check whether you are abrogating God's uh, mandate. You want miracles? You just want them to, I want to tell everybody how powerful I am. God is not about telling you how powerful you are, it's about how powerful he is. I want, want miracles happening to us. Check yourself, servant. Check. Oh, hallelujah. Let me go quickly. And of course, the Bible says, in the presence of thy hand maiden. Maiden, this servant has got maids. You, you, know, you know, your mothers have heard you vow. Dad, mom, I'm going to do it. They, they are also serving. Let me not go further, but let me conclude by giving you, or last because I, I've run out of time already. 
Number three, he says, I will vow, verse 18, I will vow. Where? Two places. I will vow, number one, in the courts. Where are the courts? It's the church. That's where we make declarations. Listen to me as we sing. You are actually making vows. I will follow. I will follow. I will follow. Though no one joins me, still I will follow. No, no, no. When the pastor is not here, why is the pastor not here? That's why we don't come. He's not here. You said, though no one joins you, you will be here. What's wrong with you? This thing is not about the sound technician, the, the musician, the sing the right song or the wrong song. It's about you following. Some songs will be terrible, but you should follow. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Don't blame him. Why, why did he use that key? Did you follow the key or the Lord? In the courts, David says, I rejoice when they said to me, let us go to the house of the... I don't care. I am going. David rejoiced when he was told that he's going to the house of the Lord. Make up your mind. Every morning, on Sunday morning when I'm preaching, I don't, I don't want nothing. No hamburgers, no nothing, no sugar plum or whatever. I just want Jesus. People ask me, why are you not eating anything? No. Even today, I, my heart is gone. The only thing that I care about is making sure my vocals are alert. I push down a warm glass of something. Open up my, I'm ready to roll. Why? I am going to the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in him. In him I live and move and have my being. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. For thou art the Lord God, the lifter of my head. The Bible says I will lift up my voice unto the Lord, for he has delivered me from my enemies. Oh, hallelujah. Notice, people, the last point he says, Jerusalem. Make your vows in Jerusalem. Go into all the shops. Go into the places of, what, what town is this? Flander? Or what? Go to, this guy that was writing was speaking in Jerusalem. You go to Flanders. Put yourself there. I'm, I'm, Go and announce, vow, tell the city council, tell the mayor that Flanders is for Jesus. Tell your counselor, Flanders is for Jesus. Listen to me, announce it, proclaim it. Make them realize that the voice of Jesus is in the city. In the city of Kitwa, we make it very clear. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Listen to me. 
What shall I render unto the Lord? Number one, lift up salvation. Lift up salvation. Make sure your voice is in the land. Fulfill your vows. Fulfill your vows in the midst of the people. Fulfill your vows even amongst the dead that you have heard. Fulfill your vows to the servants of God. What shall I render unto the Lord? I will vow, not only in the presence or in the courts, but even in the city. Hallelujah. Why don't you rise to your feet wherever you are? Thank you, Jesus. Raise your hand toward heaven. I'm about to pray with you and pray for you. Raise your hand and say, Lord God, what shall I render? What am I going to give? What am I going to surrender and yield to you in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say it with confidence. Lord Jesus. I render myself. I lift up salvation. I lift up thy, my voice. In the courts of the Lord, in the midst of the people, I lift up my voice here in Flanders, here in New York. I lift it up in the name of Jesus. I resist temptation. I resist influence from any foreign power in the name of Jesus. Keep your hand up. I'm praying for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I send your servants wherever they go, God, wherever they walk, wherever they drive, if they're in a boat or on the plane, may their voice be heard. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. May the courts of the house of the Lord be filled with people full of jubilation, full of praise, acknowledging who you are, praising you. Let there be a new song. I give you praise for the signs and the wonders that you are doing because you are fulfilling your bucket. Your vows are being accomplished. The healing is taking place from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, from the tip of their right hand to the tip of their left. In the name of Jesus, because you have kept your vows, you have kept your word. I will lift up your name because you are faithful. I praise you, O oh God, because you are true to your vows. In Jesus' holy and precious name, give the Lord a mighty hand. Thank you, Jesus.